Hello, folks. This is your host, Tammy Tucky, and you are now listening to the Tierra Talk Show. We bring you rare interviews with the makers of Disney magic. Whether they be singers, actors, Imagineers, animators, they have all made their mark on the Disney name. Be sure to check out the show notes, other episodes, contests, our social media pages from Facebook to Twitter, and more on our official website at www.thetierratalkshow.com. All guest opinions are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the opinions of the Tierra Talk Show or the host. The Tierra Talk Show is not associated with the Disney Company. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And from all of us here at the Tierra Talk Show, have a hoop to do day. A simple life, living peace. Softly tread the sand below your feet now. I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest, costume designer Cynthia Nordstrom to the show. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. It's great to talk to somebody who's on the the other side of things where you're not directly on stage, but you are center stage, as they say, with your costumes. (laughs) Well, thank you. What was your inspiration to actually go into designing when you initially went to college? Uh, Well, honestly, um, my other life or my former life was a life of a performer. And uh, I was very concerned that, gosh, I was a terrible waitress and then I needed a backup. And I was always very artistic. And uh, my grandmother was a professional seamstress. And so along my childhood, I had learned to create and make patterns and clothes with her uh, just growing up, whether they were for dolls or anything. So I don't know. I I went to school for pure fashion, thinking, gosh, you know, I need a backup career to to acting. And somewhere in the middle of that, the uh, excitement and drama that I had felt uh, in shows and on stage happened to me when I produced uh, a collection for the Fashion Olympics that were held at the Louvre um, in Paris. And forget it. I closed the door on performing and I really just concentrated on creating and watching it with others. Basically, we were discussing off air that yours is a Cinderella story as to how you came (laughs) upon this production for Disney of Tarzan Rocks, which was featured in Animal Kingdom from about, I think, 1999 to about 2006 before it was replaced by Finding Nemo the musical. And, you know, my family and I, we, we loved this show. I was a big Tarzan fan of the movie, so when we knew that there was a musical, there was, like, no way we could skip it. So... An amazing project to work on. So what was your initial reaction once they selected you to work as a costume designer? Because this was a this was a big project. They were really banking on a lot for this for this concert. Well, I had actually in 98, they you know, we we take a year or two in production to um, plan and build. They were building the theater for Tarzan, which was amazing uh, because it was sculptural and large and just just a new shape and exciting so just being there in um in that department i was watching i was watching certain elements of this show be created very exciting but i was working on other things i i really i was a young designer uh, an expansion designer brand new to them and i was working on a lot of dancer events and smaller shows I had yet to actually ever do a costume for Mickey or friends um but something happened in the middle of their production 
And Eisner at the time held a meeting and it was open to what I like to say, any designer in the land, which was any working designer for Walt Disney World on property, which included Florida, California, and Paris. And we listened to an unnamed show, which was Tarzan Rocks, and they basically wanted to start again and come up with a whole new visual idea for the costumes. And they didn't tell us much, and they said we had 24 hours, and we submitted artwork to L.A., and then we went back to the other shows and projects we were working on. And so I had, I had 24 hours where I disappeared and actually I ran off to my grandmother's bungalow uh, on Lumbow Key and I just drew and drew and, um, you know, fantasized, gosh, okay, there's a show, Tarzan's in it, he's a human, but they want, they want others and they're other than animal creatures there's nobody else. There's no other technical human in Tarzan <laughs> other than when he meets Jane. But yet we, you know, we wanted a, a full show feel. So it was really running with a crazy idea of, of abstracting parts of the magical jungle of Tarzan and seeing what a human would look like as a part of that. So, um, yeah, I had no fear. I did it. And then within... <laughs> half a day they pulled me off of all of my other projects and said this is your focus get going <laughs> we need 24 designs in two days and then you're on a plane to new york where we produced the costumes with two amazing legendary costume shops in new york city yeah i mean if i, if I think about it, it it was a crazy chance for me and probably a a risk and chance for them, but um, it was wonderful. It was weird how I kind of came about getting in contact with you in, in a good way, of course, but, you know, I was looking through some videos about the millennial celebration. There was a, there was this big celebration for the year 2000 at Disney World, and they had this special TV program that somebody had posted recently. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I remember that. It was such a really beautiful time. And I had never, ever seen anything on Tarzan Rocks, at least behind the scenes clips about people talking about being involved in it. And so suddenly it comes to Animal Kingdom and the big feature is Tarzan Rocks and they get to talk to you. And I'm going to link, of course, the video below in the show notes for our listeners to check out. It's about eight minutes long, but please watch the whole thing because, of course, you're going to see Cynthia, of course. But it's great to see how they kind of started from the beginning and uh, got to the full production. But in this interview, they ask you, you know, how did you kind of work around the performers because, you know, you want to make sure they're comfortable in the clothing that they're wearing. Since you were also an entertainer, you were on the other side of things. So you knew exactly what these performers would be going through, you know, wearing these costumes day in, day out. So um, you're working with dancers, uh, with the lead vocalists of the band, with the performers who are, you know, you know, on the wires and, and flying in the air. So there's so much to kind of work with and you have to be careful. Everything has to be safe, that type of thing. So what was your initial reaction to approaching it in that retrospect, you know, just to make sure that it looks nice, but it also can help the performers with their performances? Well, I mean, the universal language of, of good fit and comfort is really based off of any experience you have clothing and costuming dancers. 
So I had a huge base in that um, and a huge knowledge because uh, my training was in fashion. It was in next level fabrications, a lot of stretch, a lot of um, different techniques. So that was sort of a built-in language for me. I, I wasn't scared and um, <laughs> generally I slip things on. I make things and I check them out. So um, I always want to make sure that nobody's changing a performance or a hindered by something that that I've created that they're wearing. So it's it's important. It's an important aspect to be comfortable. Um, yes, it was exciting. We open up with a beautiful Chinese web um, performer, which is a woman on silks. She's a blooming flower. And uh, that was exciting because then it's also... So it's flexibility and safety, but then, gosh, what, you know, what colors and fabrics do you want up there so that they transform and do something while they're in motion? So it's also, um, you know, the picture you're creating for the audience because I had to catch up and just immerse myself in a film that we created the show before it released. That's what's, what's so exciting about this show. It was timed to open right as the film was opening. It was amazing. So that means you don't really have a film to look at and see ahead of time, right? So they set up um, at the time in Florida at uh, Hollywood Studios, MGM Studios, um, there was an animator's headquarters. We had just worked on Hercules, um, that Florida animation team, and parts of Tarzan did come out of that uh, that location as well. They came and got me and I spent an afternoon with one of the animators in their theater. And I got to see Tarzan, the movie, um, run together and it wasn't done. So like it would be full color and then it would go to wonderful sketched scenes, or sometimes you would just hear Tony's voice as Tarzan, but I watched it and I watched all the thinking behind it. And, and this guy right next to me was just, just telling me all of his secrets and what they were hoping to capture in the movement and, and why, and what was so important and, you know, pointing out different visuals for me. And I've never looked at one of Disney's films, uh, the same way again. Uh, he really opened my eyes, uh, as an artist to just a whole nother level of things you can extract from a film and and create from it. And I love that some of the characters, the background characters, the background dancers have their own names. I had no idea about this That's because I got through it. Yeah, yeah, you were talking about Midnight Bloom. Uh, she had this beautiful blue uh, outfit on. So how many names in total did they have for the background dancers? Oh my goodness. Well, you know, as you know, Disney Gosh, we do shows how many times a day? You know, there's huge amounts of audiences and crowds, and they are never closed. So um, my initial push, they needed, uh, goodness, 16, 16 dancer individual. That was the other thing. It wasn't, hey, create one design and we're going to make 20 of them. It was, no, no, there's so much individuality in this jungle. We want we want it all different. We want it, each design different. Um and so the, there was a first 16, and then as soon as we got the show open and we're running it operationally, it was like, gosh, Cynthia, it would be a lot easier if we could have a B cast, and they really shouldn't be the same because it doesn't, 
it doesn't work with the storyline when you see a couple of the same thing, you know, other than a male and female pairing, that was it. So I kept going back into the film and to my notes and um, I had been given beautiful um, stills of certain background art from the animators, which was immensely helpful. And I would pull blossoms. There was a butterfly that was, you know, and some of these you see right in the opening of the film, beautiful moments. Um, the butterflies that flutter, um, the parrots that fall asleep. So any little creature, there's a lemur. Um, I did parts of the weather and then the trees, there were trees that were moss. So there was a green moss and then there was an evening moss. And then, um, they had a shot of water and I, you know, there enough is there is a lily, a water lily. So I was like right there, that's someone living in the jungle with Tarzan. So it was really wonderful to find all these little gems and then be able to make them a character, a dancing character. The other part of it was, you know, the music. It was a rock show, right? Tarzan rock. So the tempo of the show was unlike, a, 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 you know, a sort of a shows they had before. It was very upbeat. It was modern. So, you know, from the design of the theater and the lighting designer, I believe was right out of LA, um, our choreographer, was and still is a huge component of the music scene. Um, the clothes needed to be part animal, but not fuzzy animal, not 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 a stuffed animal. You know, they needed to be abstracted and they were tight and body sculpting and so that it also fit the music, you know, it fit this exciting drive that came in and out of the show. So it was... Um, that's what captured me. So maybe, maybe that's, that's how I got there. I don't know, but, um, it was, it was a great fit for me. And what was the first show? Like, were you there present for the, for the, for the audience's first reveal of what you guys had been working on for months on end? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I got to go to the premiere. Um, and, uh, it was, it was amazing. I mean, it's a big theater. It seats, Gosh, is it seat five thousand? What it seats a lot? Twenty five hundred? It's it's one of their larger structures, and um, to hear it pulsing and to hear everybody um, just discover the cast coming out of the set, dropping from the sky, Tarzan swooping overhead, um, and and have music performed. The band, the the girls, just singing out their hearts. You know, there was no track. It was live. It was a concert. Um, it was exciting. And I I teared up. I definitely teared up. <laughs> and, and there were other things that you got to do after Tarzan Rocks and still be with the company. I think you did something with Disney on Ice, correct? Uh, yes, actually. Well, um, Tarzan was my swan song, I guess. And then um, I've always been from the tri-state area. And I knew, um, or I'd hoped I'd made a mark enough with Disney that I could go and just have other experiences and yet still work for them when they needed. And uh, gosh, I started up uh, on some a Broadway show and then uh, doing, I did a circus because it started a whole career of working with um, extreme sports for me and web and aerialists. Uh, goodness, it just opened a whole new door for me. And then a couple years 
later, it was actually, goodness, maybe five years after I had moved from Florida, um, I got a call from uh, Feld Entertainment, and they they run all of Disney's tours. And uh, we clicked, and yes, I've done several live shows for them and some of their live shows. And uh, it's it's been wonderful. It's wonderful. That's what the excitement of this was just astounding. Like, I have all my opening posters. It was so beautiful. They would do Tarzan coming, and then they would stamp them all with the Tarzan Rocks logo. And, you know, it said opening, you know, Animal Kingdom. And it was wonderful. It was literally because I'd been there and I I had seen other productions and shows and I helped launch some things on Disney Cruise Line. Um, I was there when we opened Animal Kingdom Park. Um, I did a lot at Downtown Disney, former Pleasure Island. I did a lot of other events and Halloween. And so, you know, I'd seen how the company um, approached certain projects, but this one was, was really, it was just astounding. It was just really amazing to have it all be done in secret and then know that, gosh, the film's launching, which the film was received beautifully. Um, and the soundtrack and the songs, they all became hits. So, um, it was, it was just an exciting time. It was, and it was a perfect fit for this new park, Animal Kingdom. Um, we tapped, uh, former Olympic gymnasts um, to be a part of that show because not only did they have to look the part, that that show was, you know, 24-7 strength-building show. They were climbing, swinging. Um, you know, it was, it was a strong that... It was a show that required a strong performance that was something you couldn't learn. You know, you, you needed to be trained and disciplined and have that kind of physical strength so you know it was just every element was was done right and well and it was real um there was you know there's just no faking that so it was pulling um extreme inline skaters to be our monkeys i mean to duplicate that motion you see in the film i mean it's just spot on the right the right way to do it and uh very exciting and the the dancers were Gosh, top-notch, just top-notch equity dancers, the best dancers from all over the parks. Um, just a wonderful group, and they worked hard, and, and they were I, they looked inspired, and I think they were inspired. Jamie was a wonderful um, a breath of fresh air. So um, it, was, it was a remarkable experience. I'm, I'm very fortunate. And since you were a previous performer, if you ever had the chance to actually be in Tarzan Rocks, what particular character or role would you like to would you like to play? Oh yikes! Well, my favorite one was Butterfly. My favorite dancer costume was Butterfly, and she she came out well and was definitely featured. So I, the dancers got a lot of nice stage time. So for me, it was also stage time. I love being Jane, but Jane's a a, a smaller part of the story, so to speak. So I think I'd want to be um, a jungle creation so that I could just be out in the environment, mixing it up with everybody and all, all the elements. And I have to ask, what is one of your favorite Tarzan songs from the entire soundtrack? Oh my gosh. Um, well, you'll be in my heart. It's amazing. And, you know, I sat there and we all got, you know, we got a, I got a copy of the movie very fast from them. And, uh, I had opening night, we got the soundtracks and everything and they were signed and, um, and just hearing that that music surround you, um, 
It's just beautiful. It's beautiful. So now that's that's my that's my favorite. Is there any current project we can discuss now? Because I know our listeners are going to wonder, you know, what can we see next from Cynthia? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I haven't. I, I was like, I do need I need to go back to Mickey Mouse a little bit. It's been a while. Um, I just got back from Japan. I do. Um, I do a lot for uh, Miss Hello Kitty, believe it or not. And um, oh, some wow. large shows out there in Universal. Um, so I just did a, a big water installation and minions and I currently have a tour for Cartoon Network that's rehearsing and launching. Um, but right now I'm local. I'm doing, a, an off Broadway play set to open this fall and getting my projects in line for spring. So nothing I can talk about yet, but, um, yeah, when, when, uh, when I'm not at Disney, you know, it's funny now that I, I'm out on my own. I, uh, I do a lot of work for Universal and uh, have done some great big productions on their side. And, uh, you know, you just you just go where the next challenge is or, you know, I, I tend to just jump, you know. So I, I, that's how it started with me many years ago with Tarzan, which I really had no intention of even knowing that I'd work on it. And it, it was an opportunity that happened. And you know, you just, I don't know, you just jump. And I never, never got caught up and I never looked back and, and it worked. So I kind of try to keep a hold of that looking forward. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Well, before we end our conversation, I have three Disney themed questions. I ask each guest, I call (laughs) them the fab three. So uh, (laughs) we'll start with the Donald one, which is as a child, what Disney film was one of your favorites to see in the movie theater. Okay, that's easy. It was my first film as a very young, young, young child in a movie theater, and it was Walt Disney's Sleeping Beauty. And our goofy question, what Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? Ooh, good question. You know, for some reason, I am drawn to Maleficent. I feel like she has layers. But that's like an evil, that's an evil empire woman. I think, uh, girl-wise, I think Rapunzel. I think she she and I would, even though she doesn't wear shoes, you know, I'd have to fix that. Um, I think we'd get along just fine. She's She's a great sense about her. And finally, our Mickey question. If I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? When You Wish Upon a Star. I feel like uh, as a child, I was lucky enough to be brought a few times with uh, my young family. And I made a wish to that song as we closed the park. And of course, on your last day, you always have to end your, your day at the Magic Kingdom. And uh, or we always did. And, you know, the tears are in your eyes as a young a young child. And I walked out and... I made a wish in my heart and that I would I would come back one day and be a part of Disney. And so I I love that it came true and I feel like part of it was because that song played, it happened and it was just a piece of magic, but um that's that's the song. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Cynthia. I I really do appreciate it because, you know, it does take a lot of time and hard work behind the scenes to have a show like Tarzan Rocks appear at Walt Disney World. And it's so fascinating to know that story. So thank you so much for your time and, and for 
all the hard work you gave to Tarzan Rocks because my family and I we definitely appreciated it and I know that the I know that the cast members who got to wear those costumes felt like queens and kings and 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 everybody else who got to see that show you know millions of people well thank you for having me Tammy and it was uh, your questions were wonderful but it's it's always uh, it's always great to share some some of the hidden magic that that uh, we get to be a part of now and then. Tarzan.